Filmmaking covers a variety of genres, and during the 1990s, one in particular saw a resurgence, the big-budget disaster flick. It's coming! It's headed right for us! It's already here. For two science-obsessed kids growing up on opposite sides of Pennsylvania, nothing left a bigger impression than Twister. The suck zone. I think we're going in! Join Kelly and Joe as they dissect the second highest grossing film of 1996. Debris, Justin, we have debris! Minute by minute. Another cow! Actually, I think that was the same one. And relive one of their favorite movies of all time. No, that, that was a good sized twister. What was that, an F3? Solid F2. Tornado warning continues now. Dad, and uh, I need to run the lab. No, 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 no. You're doing the analysis. I'm running the lab. You're running the, I'm lab? running the lab? I don't think so. Go. Do you always have to do things the hard way? That was Twister Minute 106, and we have reached the credits. Welcome back to the Solid F2 Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting here next to me is my remarkable wife, Kelly. Remarkable. Do you have a list of words? I did just pull one up, because yeah, I was I about to say so. a, a repeat again. I was like, I got to find something new. Yeah, it seemed a little... Um, at the end. We're at the end here, so... So you're never going to compliment me ever again? Ever again. Okay. That's <laughs> fair. That's fair. Recorded or not recorded, this is the end. So you get one more, because as we do the credit and wrap up the show next time. Yeah. So this is it. This is the penultimate episode. Here we are. You said that last time. Well, I said the next one would be the penultimate. Mm -hmm. So here we are. Mm -hmm. So what do you have to say about Minute 106? Where did that family go? <laughs> they just disappeared. Like, They're just slightly off screen watching random people make out above their well. Right? Like people <laughs> in like multiple vehicles are driving onto their property while two soaked humans are strapped to their well pump. <laughs> and they're just like. All right. He's he's copping a feel and, and yeah, they like, decide to just gonna, swap spit. So just gonna move on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's uh hey, it's Oklahoma. Maybe they do things different down there. So we get the end of their conversation. They try to make it lighthearted, laughing it off, but clearly 
immediately after, if there was a twist or two, they would be at each other's throats over who was uh, running the lab and who was working on the data, because that's just not going to go oh, away. Man, I need to run the lab. No, 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 no. You're doing the analysis. I'm running the lab. You're running the, running the lab? I don't think so. Go. Do you always have to do things the hard way? It's a good thing the sensors work. I, I do love uh, the uh, Bugs Bunny shirt. I don't know if I ever noticed that before. I feel like he had that plaid shirt over top of that. Uh, so very, uh, very good. Is that Joey? And on the back it says, what's up? Like, how, how 90s is that it's shirt? So it's 90s. super 90s. There's Moe's. Moe's such a good boy. Super happy. He's such a good boy. Um, the rock, paper, scissor action I, going on. I like on. how they're just making out, and it's so awkward because there's, like, a group of people just hanging around, like... Yeah. We're seeing the destroyed barns. Watching them. And, like, uh, where are the horses that ran away? The horses are gone. The people are gone. What we find out here is now all of a sudden Joe jolts awake and this was all a dream. That's yeah. So I read an, an interesting um, article that came out on or around the anniversary of this movie this year, which was sometime in May. Right? May 10th. Okay. So this came out later in May, but this was an article um, by Justin Lore. Okay. What site was this on? Um, Cinepunks. Okay. Cinepunks.com. So um, this is his column called This Justin, because his name is Justin, and it's spelled ah, J-U-S-T-I-N. Okay. Very which, funny. Good. Like, I was, I was hooked immediately because he named his column that, and um, I feel like we could be friends. I, I, feel, I feel like Natalie would be like, get it, just in. Um, so welcome to this Justin, this Justin, <laughs> a column dedicated to my love of all things weird and spooky. Each week I'll be taking you on a deep dive into something creepy and or crawly and talking your ear off about why I love it so much. So this particular column is dedicated. He's, he's writing a little convincing article on why Twister is actually a horror movie. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And, and I encourage everyone to read it. It's long, so I'm not going to read it here. But Cinepunks, P-U-N-X. Um, and it, it's it, he does a great job of explaining, you know, what kind of existential crisis some horror movies have and how Twister additionally has that because of, you know, this feeling of a Twister, like, skipping this house and skipping that house and coming after, right you, after and, you but also this feeling of like we're all human and we're all gonna die anyway and there's nothing we can do about it you know so anyway i recommend it it's very it's, uplifting yeah it, it's a fun article so um I, I recommend christ is that what you think it did <laughs> it's so good right we we really bailed on the Christ counter, huh? That was a, that's a disappointment. I wish you. Were, I forgot. Wish you I forgot about better. it until this moment. Well, should we start over again? Oh well. Do you have another two years? No. <laughs> you don't have two years for this movie. Come on. No, I'm done. Well, you're not. We were gonna do one more wrap up episode, so you're not out of the woods yet. So. I thought I was done. 
that. No, I said it was going to be 107 minutes. We're going to just uh, give our final thoughts on the next episode, and then then you're done. Unless you want to join me when I uh, talk to the Yes Have Some crew about the movie. I I think that I really only want to say about this moment is that Mo's a good boy. Yeah. He's, he's a good doggo. <laughs> I want to rub his belly. I feel like he'd appreciate it. He would. He's probably dead. I was just thinking, I was like, it's really sad to think because even if like that dog was only one, that was 22 plus, well, more than years because it was filmed in 95. So, yeah, mm-hmm. the dog that played Moses. RIP. It's almost. That's really, that's a really depressing way to end. We can't end the episode and essentially the main part of Twister on, on that note. All so. dogs go to heaven. Okay. Way to bring it around. I saw it in a movie. It must be true. No. We, that is a great movie. Did you ever watch that? Uh, yeah, it's rough. It's a little rough. Oh, Amy and I used to watch that all the time when we were kids. Ooh. Wow, that's inappropriate. Oh, that was just a reminder for me tomorrow night. But it's not tomorrow night. No, I know it's not, but thank you. <laughs> anyway, it was a good run. For I, Mose or? Well, I'm sure he had a good life. He was such a good boy. But no, the movie. It was. Yeah, we, I, well, I don't love the makeout session at the end. Like, I wish it. Well, they wasn't. they needed to put a bow on the relationship aspect he, of the movie. Like, hey, just, they're getting back together. You could have just kissed, though. It didn't have to become like a. They're making a huge a romantic gesture to one another in front of all their friends and destroyed farmhouses. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So right at the end of this minute, minute one oh six, the the credits did start to roll about ten seconds ago, and we got the directed by Jan Devon and now written by Michael Crichton and Anne Marie Martin, and. Uh, and Michael Crichton is up there with my top top three authors that I love. I guess I assumed he always. I guess I assumed he was your top author. I'd say he probably is, but you know I love Lincoln and Child too. So oh, that's true. Yeah, but I I'd say Michael Crichton's probably top, and then there two and three. Yeah, two, tied for two. I guess you can't really separate right. Them. It's hard to separate. I mean, Lincoln Child, you have some of just his standalones. Right? Oh yeah, and I have some Douglas Preston standalone oh, do you? as well. Okay. Yeah, I probably have bought great. them for you. Yeah, they're both great. And then you know, I love their whole they're joint series together. Yeah, that they do. Um, very entertaining. But I have yet to see a movie created from one of their books. Have any of them? Not that it? I'm aware of. No. They would make great. I'm surprised for with the way Hollywood is that. If someone's probably has per- purchased a bunch of them and just hasn't gotten around. To- well, particularly the Pendergast novels, because you could easily make a whole series of movies out of them so right. easily. They're very well. It's one of those things, though. What if it goes the way of the Golden Compass, where they make the first one and never, never continue? We never know where yeah. that's going, unless unless you read all the books, which you have. But you think they would they would translate to the screen, kind of like the Dan Brown stuff? You think? I think better than Dan Brown. I loved the Dan Brown books, but they are very one note. And I think that's why after the original. The Da Vinci Code. The Da Vinci Code, like the the follow-up films didn't do as great. And even that, I think they briefly had a show on Fox or. Very briefly. It was on, I think, Peacock or Paramount Plus and it was already canceled. Yeah, it didn't do well. And and I think it's because it doesn't have any other flavors than. My biggest. 
hurdle with angels and demons was a spoiler for anyone that hasn't seen. It's like 15 years old now. I I can't have Ewan McGregor be a bad guy. Oh, is he? I, yeah, see, I remember the book. I don't remember he's the, the movie. evil priest in, in, in that he's the one that goes up in the helicopter. Well, you know who is the, Oh, before I say it, I better see if it's true. Are you going Da Vinci Code or Angels and Demons? Da Vinci Code. Do you know the what OG. Do you know? They're talking I'm about saying? the guy that wraps the thing around his leg. Yeah. Who you? Who is that? Is I, that someone we should know now? I thought, but hold on. Talk amongst again. Yourselves. Those. Yeah, it is. Who is it? You know who it is. I can picture his bleach blonde hair. We just watched him all week long. We just watched him all week long. What did we just finish? Watching you and I, WandaVision. Mm-hmm. That's um Paul Bettany. Paul, that's a young Paul Bettany, mm-hmm. younger Paul Bettany. Yep, and I is it really? Yep, and I, I was gonna What's say his it, name in the movie Silas. Silas, yes. And then I was gonna say it, and then I was like, oh, I better make sure it's true. But yeah, that is him. That's the wow. first thing I ever saw him in. Okay, yeah, well, I'm sure it's probably the first thing I ever saw him in. But I almost said, I almost said to you when we were finishing up WandaVision the other day, all I can see when I look at him is Silas from the Da Vinci Code, like whipping himself yeah that's a that's but, a that's a that's a mind blow right there because i haven't seen da vinci code in a, for a long, long time i mean we time, watched right? it i think we watched it a few times after we saw it in the theater i believe mm-hmm. together and then we probably watched it a few times after that and i know we saw angels and demons a couple times but i haven't seen either of those movies in uh, probably at least a decade if not longer i didn't realize that that was paul bettany and now i know him mostly f- as vision in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I just rewatched WandaVision. You watch it for the first time, but I, he was also in Solo, a Star Wars story as Dryden Voss. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, yeah, didn't realize that was uh, that was him. Okay, I, I want to say that I I do love Dan Brown's novels. I liked them less as movies. I like them better as books. I feel although like I shall kind of... never speak ill of Tom Hanks. <laughs> Well, there were four. The Lost Symbol is that one of them? Is yeah. that what the the TV show was? Yeah. Well, that, there's a movie we never D- saw. That was in DC. Was there something about fire? Is there one in that series called something with fire? I can't remember. It's been so long. I do love them, but th- but that's the thing. Like, and I will always. I'm I'm down for any novel that's like a historical adventure type thing like that. Mm-hmm. Like, love it, love it. Um. But Preston and Child's books, and particularly the Pendergast series, and I'm not going to give away any spoilers. So if anybody is looking for a great series that has a and whole lot of books, these have been going on for it, like 15 years as well, right? Yeah, there's m- like many, many, many books. It's not like a three and done kind of series. Um, follows an FBI agent, Aloysius Pendergast, and it Aloysius. is he's from New Orleans, deep, deep down in New Orleans. So it's a very old Southern family name. Um, his brother's name is Diogenes. Wow. Okay. Um, but it has such great elements of like, if you like a good old like criminal FBI kind of whodunit story, plus um, some travel, plus a healthy dose of science fiction, like just beyond the believable type thing. Um, and a little bit of creepiness in there. It's a great, great series. I got my mom hooked on it years ago. The first one I ever read 
And now I can't remember if, if this book is even part of the Pendergast series, but it got me hooked on these authors was Brimstone. Um, so anyway, I, I'm not a library. I don't need to. Sure, you can. <laughs> to, well, I was going to gonna say. It has nothing to do with Twister. Why don't you. If anybody wants to, let's look for a great series to start. Highly recommend um, Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child, who together write the Pendergast series, but also individually have their own novels that follow a lot of the same themes of like a little bit science fiction, a little bit mystery, which is very much to bring it back around what Michael Crichton has always done in his books. A little bit of mystery, quite a bit of science fiction, but not science fiction like aliens are coming down and taking you to a faraway galaxy kind of science fiction, but actual like a real healthy dose of like real science explanation, but just taking it to a fiction level. Okay. Like here's how DNA works. We're going to make a dinosaur out of it. You know? Well, why don't we bring it around full circle and tell us what your favorite Michael Crichton book is? Jurassic Park. Uh, Okay. Sorry. I should have said after Jurassic Park, what is your favorite Michael Crichton book? Is it, I, I don't, is it The Lost World? I guess I didn't think it would be The Lost World. But no, I mean, I love, I love that series. Since Michael Crichton the was the writer for Twister. My original copy of Jurassic Park is like falling apart. Right. Um, probably Prey. Okay, that was a good gonna, one. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. Why, did you think I was going to say something else? No, I was just curious. I mean, I should have qualified because I knew that Jurassic Park is your Oh, favorite. no, no, maybe it's Timeline. Oh, yeah, you always did mention Timeline. Oh, I've read Timeline many. Timeline is a really – now, they did make a movie out of Timeline, and it it didn't do the book justice. Yeah. Sometimes when you're talking about, like, time travel, you just can't put onto a screen what you can write in words in a book. Well, I and think that's – it's just yeah. not the same. Although that did st- star Paul Walker, who is another yeah. star that we lost. Um but that was that was a great story too, timeline. Yeah, none none of these novels are particularly deep or life changing or um, gonna gonna they, win any. But that's my problem with too many people, at least too many people on social media. Who have, everything has to mean something. Everything has to be life changing or it has to change the world. No, sometimes it's just about the entertainment factor. I read books to escape. Like I want to not think about work for a little bit or de-stress or just like calm my anxiety a little bit. And the way that I do that is to get lost in a story. Um, right now I'm reading a story about a girl who accidentally fell into a weeping willow and ended up in another world. Like it's not going to win any, any Nobel prize, whatever the, what are the book awards? I don't even know. Oh, Pulitzer is reporting, right? That's not. I, I, you're, I right. don't pay attention to it's awards. It's not going to win any so. awards, but. I'm entertained by it, and that's all that really New matters. New York Times right? bestselling. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I got it um, on the free Kindle. Hey, that's even better. Yeah. <laughs> Entertain me for free. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Yeah. I could have a whole podcast about my personal book recommendations. But you could. That's that's, I that's next. I digress. I, I've never actually read any adaptation of twister like obviously he wrote it as a screenplay he didn't write it as a novel so i wouldn't have is there a twister novel no like is there is there in book form they didn't they didn't make a make it out of not that i've never tried to search the novel i've never tried to search it i mean i have the behind the scenes book uh that i bought to help with this podcast and never actually his wife just wrote it as a screenplay i don't believe that they ever 
Sphere. Oh, Sphere. Sphere was a good Michael Crichton book. Okay. Save it for your podcast. Congo. <laughs> I like the Congo Terminal the movie Man. because it has uh, Ernie Hudson in it. So The Andromeda Strain. Yeah, now you're just naming Michael Crichton books. Oh, but they're all so good. We listened to Prey Mm -hmm. on audiobook, and that was terrifying. I know. See, I I feel like if you let me, you would be fully entertained by all of those stories. Oh, I'm not saying I wouldn't. Yeah. I feel like I I, I I read Jurassic Park and Lost World multiple times. I feel like I often, like, suck you into things, though. Like, let's listen to Prey on audio tape while we drive – Across the state and... Right, when we still um, had a tape deck in the car because yeah. it's, you know, 2005. Well, that was my, my Honda, too. beat-up car, yeah. I only got rid of that car two years ago. That was my Honda, wasn't it? My red Honda? No, or that was, was the my... red Ford. We were listening to that in college. Like oh, the around. one that I had to, that you had to t- disconnect, we had to disconnect the, battery the battery every so time the lights I got turned out. off. Yeah, yeah, that one. That yeah. was... Aw. Yeah, it was not. It was not a car that we bought while married. This was a car that you had gotten from your yeah, parents. Yeah, that was my you Taurus. Your sister. That was yeah. my, my Ford Taurus. Yeah, well, and that was the well, second Ford Taurus because Amy totaled the first. Right. Yeah. We. Yeah. We. That we, one was a cool, like, purpley silver color. Well, you remember we also listened to the audiobook for uh, Lord of the Rings, the first Fellowship. Did we? Yeah, because we listened to Tom Bombadil parts that are not in the movie, and your tape deck was broken in so much as when you when no when you (laughs) well yes it was sped up when you flipped the tape because we thought it was a different person reading and we're like well i like the way that side does the tom bombadil voice better than this side and then we were like wait this is narrated by the same person it's just when you flip the tape one side is sped up or or one side is slowed down (laughs) i i vaguely recall that but i have also read like the like their novel that so right. I'm. I already knew that exists. So I don't particularly pull that moment out. But I do credit myself with getting you into lore, the podcast. Oh, you lore. absolutely one hundred percent got me into lore. Back That's in a the, great podcast. Five years ago, now that was on our way to uh, the beach, Fourth of July, twenty seventeen. Yeah, I just listened to the Lizzie Borden episode. Did you listen to that one yet? Yes. So I did not know the details. I thought that they that she had been found guilty. Like no. she was found innocent and no. like lived out the rest of her life with in her town. sister. Yeah, they both died very close together, yeah. and she, she was an outcast because everyone was like, "You so. did it," even though she was not found guilty. Yeah. yeah, yep. There's a there's I believe another spinoff podcast of in the Aaron Mankey realm, um, the world of lore, called American Shadows. I think that podcast did a full like examination of it as well i I feel like i've heard the lizzie borden story from his podcast a few times see i have heard it they i just listened like within the last month to an episode of and that's why we drink on the lizzie borden house Mm -hmm. specific to like what people experience when they say they're more from like a this house is haunted not the history of the lizzie borden like she did a brief overcap of it but it wasn't um you know the detail that aaron mankey did yeah, so we are way off topic. Yeah, we've talked probably longer about uh, books and podcasts and and movies than we did about the actual movie that we were discussing. But the the last minute Done. leading up to the up credits was there wasn't a lot. It was uh, the the embrace mm-hmm. and the continued uh, discussion between the the crew 
and then we get the um, helicopter pan out with this very start of the very start of the credits right at the end of the movie. Uh, the credits do go over part of the film here at the end as we see the destruction and the devastation left behind from the twister. But uh, our next and final episode for minute one oh seven and beyond. So the next one we will talk while we watch all of the credits and maybe we'll we'll catch another name in there that we didn't uh that we didn't know contributed in some way we'll get the full effect and maybe when we go through this we'll be able to see in the credits oh maybe that's where i found who played maybe it wasn't imdb maybe i looked at the credits i don't know did you uh to find out the the family that came out of the, the cellar in the last minute i don't know we'll have to see again that's that's for next time that's for next time so all right snack time yeah <laughs> always so thanks for listening to this episode of the solid f2 podcast we'll be back one more time to complete the minute by minute watch through of twister thanks for listening thanks for listening to the solid f2 podcast a minute by minute breakdown of the movie twister That's all for this week. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SolidF2Pod. Solid F2 Podcast is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. Visit jmnjrradio.com for more. Too many